0: It's took like no place you've ever been in your whole life. First thing you gotta remember about Disney World is to pace yourself. Now, this is a mistake that a lot of first-timers make. They've got all these unbelievable rides and cool stuff to do. If you try to do it all at once, you'll be sleeping like a baby by lunchtime. Number two, don't eat right before you go on Mr. Toll's wild ride. Number three. Goofy is huge. I know he's only this big on TV, but in real life, Goofy could be the dad. Well, I guess that's all the important stuff. You're going to love this place, Larry. It really brings out the you. There's never been a better time to make the dream come true. We'll be leaving about... Welcome to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. My name is Dave, and I normally say hello to Jen at this point in time in the show, but she's not here. Jen is actually down in Universal Studios. She's at a conference, an owner's conference, which they're having a great time there down there. If you're not following her, you really should be. Jen underscore Novotny on Instagram. Of course, you can also find her at upon a star Jen on instagram i'm sure that i will share that again later but that's uh the important thing is to follow her and follow all those adventures what she's doing down there basically is just uh universal does a much like disney they bring the agency owners together and they do like a basically like a conference saying hey here's what's going on here's how we can help you guys Let's answer some questions for you guys and that kind of thing. And it's a cool event for all the agency owners. I don't own the agency, so therefore I am not there. And you know what? I'm okay with it. I don't want to own an agency. Welcome to the Main Street Logical Podcast. I'm glad you guys are here, so you'll get to hear me for the next, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. We've got a f- bunch of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, first, How I Disneyed is going to be, when you hear this, How I disney was about, I don't know, a couple hours ago. But let me tell you how I will be dizzying in just a few hours. Disney's Jollywood Nights tickets go on sale tonight around 11 p.m. Now, there is some conflict as to whether they go on sale tonight at 10 or 11 p.m., which would be Eastern Standard Time uh, on on the East Coast. Or do they go on sale in the morning? I don't really know. We've heard some various things. Disney is saying one thing. Some people who know a lot about Disney are saying other things. Either way, I will be in front of my computer at 11 o'clock ready to purchase tickets. If they don't go on sale then, I'll be up early in the morning ready to purchase tickets. Because Jollywood Nights, I think, will sell out. I, I, I mean, I can't tell you that they're going to sell out for sure the first day. I don't know. But I would rather have my ticket in hand not worrying about it. Because it's a it's a 10-night event. Well, it's happening for 10 nights. It's a one-night event happening for 10 different nights, starting in November going all the way through early December at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's a brand new event that we've never experienced at Disney's Hollywood Nights before, and the the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tickets are also going to be on sale as well. They will be on sale tonight as well, or in the morning, whatever that happens. Um, they'll be on sale, but I've, I've done the Christmas Party. If you've never done the Christmas Party, I advise you to do so. It's so much fun. It's a blast for families. It's a blast for just solos, for adults, for a single people, um, single is by yourself and just Or single people as in single. Whatever. It's a blast for everybody. There's so much to do there. So much fun to have there. Uh, I've just done it several, several times. And I was tempted to do it again. I've done it a couple of years in a row now. uh, Not counting COVID years. But I thought, you know, let me do Jollywood. I would like to do Jollywood Nights to experience it for the first time. Because usually Disney will roll something out for a couple of nights. And if it's popular, they keep it going. And I think this is going to be something that's going to be very big. Because a lot of people are talking about the Jollywood Nights. And I just, I really think it's going to be fun. Mostly... Because I want to see Kermit and Piggy uh, on stage or at least commanding the stage over at the uh, Beauty and the Beast stage area. I forget the name of the theater. I don't have it in front of me. But that theater is going to be doing the the Kermit and Piggy Muppets review where they'll have different acts that will come out. I think Belle's coming out to sing an, an enchanted Christmas song and, and so on. That's going to be so cool. I've never seen Kermit and piggy like in real life i've seen their pictures i've seen their topiaries i've seen the movies obviously but i've never seen those two characters in real life and i'm really excited about this idea uh even if they're just on a stage which puppetry aside that might be how they're how they're having to do it they're sitting at a table or something or on a table or whatever they're not gonna be i don't think they'll be mobile i've seen pictures of the actual walking around kermit and piggy from many years ago at hollywood studios While I think I would love to see that, that also kind of freaks me out because I feel like that's a little weird and a little strange. I don't know. Maybe you guys have seen it. Let me know if you've seen it. I would love to know how exactly that looks, but I have no idea. So Jin is at Universal. As I mentioned, and she is getting all the scoops and all the things and all the fun times and having a blast. I've seen the pictures. The food they're offering is fantastic. Of course, Minions Land has just opened up or is in the process of opening up. They've opened up, I think, a, the cafe is there. There's a bakery going on there. They've got a Minion ride coming up. Um, the Minions Mayhem, which is another ride, it's already there. It's already open. And I love how they're just theming it around the Minions because the Minions are a big, big deal. And, and I will say that Minions is a, it's a – it's a movie. The Minions and the Despicable Me movies – there are a lot of fart jokes and a lot of burp jokes and a lot of goofy, stupid humor. But the kids love that stuff. And so that's why these movies are very popular. I've seen them a couple times. I usually watch them when they come to the theaters. My kid is not so much into them. He doesn't care. But he knows what a minion is. And maybe that's all you need in branding is to for kids to know what your character is. Uh, so the minions are very popular. Epic Universe, of course, is coming along, and I don't have any details for you right now, but I know that they are putting in Mario Brothers, the Super Mario Land, which will be just phenomenal. Uh, other lands that we're understanding, that I'm understanding to be coming, there will be the Ministry of Magic, the Harry Potter area. Um, of course, they'll have the, uh, uh, the the How to Train Your Dragon area as well. I think there's another movie coming out for that, or an, at least a TV series or something that's going to be tied into that. Uh, I believe, and I've heard that they are doing a classic Monsters area, so an area dedicated to classic Dracula, classic Frankenstein, classic mummy, like a dark area or a dark universe area, which would be really, really cool because those are villains. Those are bad guys, but they're not so creepy, scary like Pennywise the Clown, creepy clown with the with balloon and stuff. Not so modern day scary that you can't enjoy them. And I have nightmares about it later. So I'm looking forward to all of this. I think Epic Universe is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be. Well, I mean, I can say it. It's going to be epic. It's going to be an epic, epic site. Now, the site is itself is actually, uh, you know, right down the road from the the. Oh, so here's the problem with Universal. And I'm just speaking off the cuff here. The problem Universal has is they're out of space. They're basically buying space anywhere they can. Disney World, 44, 45 acres. I mean, square miles of stuff. That's like 27,000 acres. Um, they have built up to a certain point. I think they've always uh, they've always committed to having like. I don't know, like uh, 30% of their land will be dedicated just solely to, to conservation and to not to remain untouched. From what I gather, they still have like half of their land they can build on. Like they've only done like a third of their land with stuff on it. So they've got plenty of room to grow. Of course, the fifth gate's always in the works. It's always in the mix. It's always an idea. We don't know when it'll happen. Disney moves pretty slow. They could have the fifth gate up in probably 10 years. Who knows what it's going to look like? I have no idea. Um, Universal, however, is like, let's just build, 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 go, go, go and they're swinging they're swinging hard at disney um, they don't have a lot of room which is why th- that um, which is why the the epic universe is down the street I and mean, it's going to be like i don't know a mile down the street half a mile i don't know if it's going to be walking distance down traffic but then again epic um, then again, Endless Summer Resort is not quite next to property either. You have to take a bus to get to property or to get to the parks. Now you can walk it, but oh, that's kind of a long walk. You gotta walk over a crosswalk over the interstate and through the through the the, the, the resorts and stuff. So you usually take a bus, which the buses are fine. Uh, so it's that's Universal's problem is they're kind of out of land, but at the same time, they're building another theme park. So I just have to say I know that we've said this before. We've made the jokes before. Like Disney listens to our show. I don't know that they listen. They probably don't listen to most of our shows. We have it on good authority that there are people in higher ups that have heard this show before. They probably have heard other podcasts as well. I don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and disparage Disney because I love Disney. I love Walt Disney World. I love Disney. It is my home. I love Disneyland, but I really love Disney World. It's just where I want to go all the time, but they got to get on it. They got to get on it, and uh, I'm hoping something big is coming when uh, when we hear D23 or Destination D or whichever one's coming up this September. I think it's Destination D. That's the Orlando version. D23 is in Disneyland. Uh, last year, chapek was still in charge, and so we had D23, and they. Uh, you heard me talk about it. It was very underwhelming. Some of the stuff they announced, they didn't really announce. It was more of a, hey, we think this is coming. We're not sure, but we think it's coming. And for me, I'm like you got to give me more than that. And they didn't know more than that, so they didn't know what to say, but they had to end it with something big. So they did, but it was like, okay, so you're thinking about doing some things. Can we have something to go on? You know, so I'm hoping that this year is going to be just insane with the announcements in. And I know I know that Disney World has is offered not offered they've committed something like 17 billion towards disney world itself whether it's resorts and restructuring and uh the the uh the infrastructure and building the rides and refurbishing things and whatever and that's awesome maybe hopefully put a couple of billion of that towards you know cast member wages and stuff and pay and everything that's even better i love that but with that money i'm hoping to hear some announcements fans don't want to hear we have a lot of money coming they want to hear hey we're going to be doing this. Hey, we're going to be doing that. So to Disney's credit, I will give them leeway and credit up until September when Destination D happens. If Destination D comes off like last year, I'm going to be like, okay, guys, come on. This is this is, this is is bad because we have Moana, Journey of Water, coming up, and I'm excited about that. It's a water attraction. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm excited about it. We've got – there are pictures online now of the water attraction with the water shooting. They're doing different things, and I imagine Disney Imagineers at work – they're going to be doing some amazing things with water. It's going to be out of this out of this world. Stuff with water and the tricks they're going to be doing. Which is going to be phenomenal. But after that, we've got Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Which is coming next year. Maybe next fall. Somebody asked me what does fall means. That means probably means October, November. It might be as early as August. But I can't imagine they're going to open it in the hot summer. They want people to... Well, that's a good reason to get people to come. But I would imagine they would be opening it up probably in the fall. When things are getting busier. But... Between Epcot uh, being finished and Journey of Water and Tiana's, we don't have a lot of ideas of what's coming. So I'm hoping that Disney will just give us some ideas of what's coming, and they don't—they don't have to promise everything because when they did New Fantasyland, where they made that announcement back in 2007, eight something like that. Theory. In theory, they were actually going to build several different princess areas. We were going to have multiple castles in there, and they kind of changed that up. Pulled back some. Of course, we've got Ariel's Castle with the Ariel ride in Magic Kingdom. We've got the Beast Castle for the restaurant. Um, you know, and of course, the castle sitting up on the hill as well. And so we had some of that, but they pulled back some of it. You know, for various reasons. So you know, give us some stuff, and then move some things around. Give us the Mary Poppins attraction in Epcot. We need some. We need some stuff to go on. We need some stuff to hang our, our Mickey ears on. Disney, you can do it. I promise you. We can. We can make this happen because Epic Universe is coming, and they are swinging for the fences. They are. They're out of their minds right now and building and doing everything. Not everything is good at Universal. Let me just say that not everything is great. I have done the Fast and Furious ride. It's terrible. It is terrible. Velociraptor, amazing. Hagrid's ride, amazing. The theming that's in the Harry Potter era is incredible. Uh, Rip Ride Rocket, a classic coaster, is just unbelievably good. Hulk is fantastic. I, you know they still have the the Marvel rights to some of the characters over there at Universal. Fast and Furious, not good. I didn't really care for Kong. It's popular, but I didn't care for Kong that much. So, you know, I'm not saying that Universal is going to come out swinging and hit everything as a home run. There will be some failures there, but overall, they're they're thinking and they're thinking big. So, to end this little diatribe. Disney, I got to tell you guys, making some announcement. Josh, call us. I'll be happy to write that speech for you. I'll be happy to ghostwrite that speech if you need it. Let's put some stuff on the board. How about we talk about some news? It's all the news that's fit to print with David Ola and Jen Vatney. Yeah, news. Genie Plus. It's in the news right now because there was a change coming to Genie Plus. We heard last week, "Hey, a change is coming to Genie Plus. This is exciting," and we were excited about it because we knew that in 2024, Genie Plus is changing up. A lot of rumors about what that might sound like. We don't know if maybe it'll go to an older FastPass system, still paid. It will not be free, but an older FastPass system that we used to have, where you would do it 60 days in advance or 30 days in advance or something like that. Or maybe they would change it up to where the pricing would be, pricing would change up and you could do it do it ahead of time again. No, no, no. This time it's just simply the pricing has changed, and so now they have a couple of options for you. Instead of just paying like the set price per day, which it's gone as high as like thirty bucks, a little over before, it's also been as low as like fifteen, which is where it started. Uh, starting now, actually, starting as of yesterday, I guess, um, they're going to offer the guests opportunity to purchase Genie Plus as a single park option. Or multi-park option with valid park hopper ticket. So that means if you have a park hopper ticket, you can look at the list there, and all the parks will have different prices. So you might see Magic Kingdom 27, Epcot 20, um, Epcot is you know, 17, Animal Kingdom is 15, and Hollywood Studios is 24. Various prices. If you have a park hopper ticket, you can say, you know what? I'm going to switch parks today. I'm going to click that park hopper ticket genie, and I'm going to pay the, the whatever 28 bucks for it and be done with it and, and finished. If you're like you know what i have a park hopper ticket or hey i only have a base ticket i'm only going to one park regardless you can select say epcot and just select epcot and that's your park for the day so if you have a park hopper you go to epcot with your genie plus it will not work at other parks because you only bought it for epcot paying that 14 or 15 dollar price if you get there to the park and you're like you know what we're at epcot we're having a great time i kind of wouldn't mind zipping over to hollywood studios and maybe uh jumping on um uh you know jumping on rise of the resistance if we can get in line or something before the park closes and you don't have Genie Plus for that. Then what you're going to have to do is go to find a blue umbrella. Always find the blue umbrella team. I love the blue umbrella team. I have never had a bad experience with the blue umbrella team. I get to them. Get back to them in a minute. Go to find a blue umbrella team and basically say, "Hey, I want to. I want to do park hopping now with my Genie Plus." They will refund you the price that you paid this earlier that day, and then you'll just repurchase right then and there the park hopper option for. Genie Plus. So again, if you had Epcot, say for fifteen bucks you paid it, they'll refund your fifteen. Then you'll pay the twenty-seven for the Park Hopper option for Genie Plus. I know it's a little convoluted, but again, the Blue Umbrella team is fantastic. Trust me on this. I love those guys. Disney, you guys have done something wonderful with these guys. It's a team of blue-shirt people, blue-shirt uh, cast members. They're under a big blue umbrella. They're scattered all over the parks and even some of Disney Springs. They will help you with your um, disability pass. They will help you with your Genie Plus. They will. They will help you with your admission they'll help you with a lot of things if they can't help you they will send you to the front of the park but i love the blue umbrella team and like i said i've never had a bad experience with the Mer- Blue umbrella team and really i've never even waited that long a couple of times i've waited a little longer than i wanted but overall they always have two or three cast members out there with the ipad so love those guys props to all the blue umbrella team mickey has a new popcorn bucket out i think this is kind of fun it is in case you've seen the pictures at disneyland it's a basket with a handle on it, basically. And the handle looks like Mickey's hand. So you can actually put your hand inside Mickey's glove and hold onto the basket. It's $25. They were at Disneyland. We had heard they were coming over here, but didn't know when. I had heard maybe they were coming for the Food and Wine Festival or whatever. Um, but they came a month early. Apparently, they are available at Hollywood Studios right now for 25 And you get them as soon as you're walking out of... Um, as soon as you're walking out of Mickey's Runaway Railway, there's a little gift shop on the left side. There's some food kiosks on the right side. And when you walk out, all the stuff is right there. And I believe that the popcorn buckets are right there. And here's the thing I love about the popcorn buckets you buy the bucket, even for like $12 or $15, just regular bucket, just a regular good old fashioned popcorn bucket. You get the popcorn with it. If you have a longer trip, especially, this is wonderful because you get the popcorn bucket refilled across the park and even in Disney Springs. For like 2.25, 2.50, it's not much. Uh, so all you have to do is walk up with your bucket and and say, "Hey, I want to get a refill on popcorn," and they refill it for you right there. Now I believe it's traditional popcorn. I don't think they're going to give you like the confetti popcorn or the caramel corn popcorn. So if you go to a specialized kiosk, you may not get that. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But you may not get the specialized stuff, but you will get the regular popcorn at I say participating kiosks. Just about every popcorn kiosk is going to participate in it, especially if you see they sell popcorn buckets it's a great deal. It's fantastic. I love getting that. I love giving those to clients. That's what I do. A lot of of times I will give those to my clients uh, for gifts and stuff. So those are always fun. Uh, Speaking of things that are happening right now, apparently overnight a couple of days ago, A water tower went up in Magic Kingdom. Now it's not a huge water tower, but it's a water tower for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. R-I-P-Splash Mountain. Um, this is becoming Tiana's Bayou Adventure where Splash is. And they put up a water tower and it says Tiana's on it, and I forget the verbiage or whatever, but it's really cool. And this is going to be first thing I first thing I thought of was that's a picture spot. Because Disney fans like to find those unique things that says, hey, I was at Disney. I mean you can take a picture of a tree, but that tree could be anywhere. However, you take a picture of a water tower. That's Disney. There's the castle behind me. There's the purple wall behind me. There's the fountain behind me, or something. That's that's now going to be a, a a tourist guest for Disney destination. Even now. Just the water, even though there's fencing all around it, there's a water tower right there. So people are gonna love that. By the way, folks, it is hot in Florida. Make sure you understand that, make sure you know that it is very very hot in Florida I hope you guys are taking care because there have been advisories and st- stuff about the heat so make sure that you get plenty of water don't forget that Disney at most counters will give you free water if you walk up and be very nice about it walk up and ask for some water they'll give you water in a cup um, so that's gonna be that's gonna be really helpful as well uh, you know don't be afraid to get some ice cream don't be afraid to get um, to get lots and lots of water get the bottled water you can always buy a case of bottled water at uh, you know a Whole Foods or something nearby and bring it to your room if you have a car or just contact somebody uh, who does gifting services like my friend Emily who does Bluebird Gifting Company. Great little gifting company in town that will do some things like shopping for you a little bit. Just contact her. Now, here's the details on her information. There's There are actually several Bluebird Gifting Company titles out there. Here's what you need. Bluebird.gifting.co C-O. Bluebird.gifting.co That's where to find her on Instagram. You can find a form there to fill out. You can also go to Facebook and find her on Bluebird Gifting Company. And you'll know it's her. It's got a little cute little bluebird there on the top. And Emily Ryan is off to the side. She's this beautiful blonde lady that's on the side there. You'll see the picture and stuff. And um, her website, not up yet. Not up yet, but if you have any questions, definitely give us a call. I'm going to have her stuff on the website as well. And Emily will be on the show in a couple of weeks. She and her friend Jessica, who is also an agent with Star Traveler, are going to be coming on, talking about their Disneyland trip. We'll be doing some Disneyland discussions in just a few weeks. So that's coming up later, so you can always call Bluebird Gifting Code to get you some water because it's hot outside. Now, that's enough news for today. Now, the reason I thought this would be fun to talk about, and you see the title of the episode, the one with the all-stars, is because we've been doing a series of episodes on resorts around disney world we've done contemporary we've done grand floridian we've done um i think we've done Port Orleans, we've done a couple of of these episodes we've basically talked about the resort itself kind of the history behind it and kind of some things that you need to know and you know some pros and cons and such and, and so on one of the things that have been coming up was the all-star resorts now jen has been very open about that and you know to her credit she knows the all-stars exist no matter how much we joke about it And she said simply, I don't know what I have to offer to that discussion because I just don't stay there. And that is not condescending for her. That's basically the truth because I don't know what I have to offer to, say, you know, a Riviera discussion right now because I've never stayed there overnight. I've been there a couple of times. Um, The uh, Topolinos for breakfast and for dinner is amazing, but I've never stayed there because I don't want to spend the money for Riviera. Find it on a discount. It's great. I just don't have the money for it. Pop Century is my favorite value resort. Hands down, I love pop, probably one of my two or three favorite resorts overall for many reasons. Um, But all-star movies, all-star music, and all-star sports have their place and have their quote-unquote value as as a part of the Disney Resort family. I really like all three of these resorts, and I kind of want to give you a rundown of the good and the bad of these resorts. And if you're thinking about staying there... I want to kind of give you an idea of what to expect with these resorts. Now, these resorts were built in the 90s. Disney had several of uh, Grand Floridian Contemporary. They had several resorts, Polynesian Deluxe Resorts. They had started building some other resorts as well, but they realized that families, especially three- and four-person families, needed something more of value because they did not want to stay and spend however much it was per night at a resort at Grand Floridian if they just weren't going to be in the rooms. Because a lot of people, a lot of my clients will tell me that I just want to be in the parks all day. I'm not worried about the room. I want a place to sleep. I want a place to shower. And I want to hit the the parks. Thus, the All-Stars were born. So there are three separate resorts, each with its own theme. There are the movies, there are the music, and the All-Star sports as well. They're cheaper than pop. They're definitely cheaper than Art of Animation, and they are the least expensive value value resorts at Disney World for a reason. Now, let's talk about uh, kind of the resorts themselves overall. Now, all are going to have different theming based on that title. Um, and especially, like, large props and things like that. Like, All-Star Sports is going to have, like, this large football field area. it's not total the size of a football field, but a large field area with a massive helmet on top, you know. So we've got that. They've got a big basketball goal area, which is, you know, too big to play in, but it's kind of the theming itself. Um, The Home Run Hotel, which is the baseball. The center court, which is tennis. The Hoops Hotel, which is basketball. The touchdown. Surf's Up, which is the surf area as well. So there's that. Uh, Movies has the Mighty Ducks area the 101 Dalmatians area, the Love Bug area, Fantasia area, and Toy Story area. And Toy Story's got a massive, like, a massive Buzz Lightyear standing right there, and there's a little um, RC car there in the front. You used to could sit in it and take pictures. I think they've roped it off now where you can't do that. This is really the only place that the Love Bug is really, and Mighty Ducks get any love whatsoever in the parks. It's in this in this resort. Over at the music, they've got the Calypso, the Jazz, the Rock Inn, the Country Fair, and the Broadway This is probably the least themed of all of them with the music because it's really just a large banjo and a large musical note and stuff. I'd much rather see a large Buzz Lightyear or a large football helmet than this. Uh, The staircases are kind of cool and I mentioned the staircases because like with sports you're walking and you can go upstairs you know it's like three or four stories each building Uh, you can take the elevator or go up the steps and it's encased in a massive tennis ball container which is kind of fun or a bowling pin um, or over at uh, movies you know it's different like movie paraphernalia so those are kind of fun a lot of the theming that's there let's talk about dining at these restaurants now there are no table service options at the all-star resorts they're value resorts none of the disney resorts have any kind of complimentary breakfast so just understand that And especially, you're not going to get anything here. There's no table service, but there is a counter service. Uh, Each counter service is going to have your basic stuff for breakfast and for dinner, your burgers, your dogs, maybe some pizza. You'll have, uh, you know, Mickey waffles and eggs and stuff like that, but nothing big, nothing too fancy. Each resort over holidays may have a special item here or there, like a special cupcake or a special something or something or other. But this is not something you're not going to go to these resorts to the, your counter services and expect some sort of fine dining because it's basic is what it is. Each one will also have a pool bar so you can go and kind of have a drink by the pool. Um, there are pools areas for each one as well. Um, my favorite probably is the movies because it's got Mickey Fantasia right there in the front with the big water shooting out of it and stuff. So that's kind of fun. Each one will have their own arcade as well. Now, again, these pools are not as elaborate as the resorts. But again, if you're that person who doesn't really care about... Doing a lot of things at the resort, this is perfect. You just want a pool to cool off. Maybe you're coming back to the room for in the afternoon to get a little rest and something before you go to late in the night, late in the night. You can throw on your swimsuit, run, jump in the pool real quick. Uh, none of the pools have slides. None of the pools have hot tubs. Um, that's going to be your moderate or your deluxe resorts as well. Every resort has a outdoor playground and there's an arcade in the main lobby and everything all these resorts will host a movies under the stars uh thing too so at nighttime if you are if you do happen to be around your resort at night you can always go and watch a movie they'll have the big inflatable screen and stuff and you know i don't know that you're going to find s'mores and things like that but you'll find some different things and different different uh fun things there at the resorts and stuff too um now that's not to say that the resort can't be enjoyable there's a lot of things at these resorts that are fun again they're very kid themed um they're very Disney themed, so this is going to have some of the most Disney theming you're going to find at any resort, uh, other than, say, Art of Animation, which you know they have rooms specifically themed to certain movies. Um, the rooms themselves at uh, the All Star Resorts uh, have been refurbished and redone, so now they are that that similar like hardwood floor. Uh, it's about a 260 square foot uh, kind of kind of room. It's which doesn't which isn't big. But it's perfect. I would say for a family of two, family of three, or maybe a family of four with small children, I think you're going to be fine. If you have teenagers and you're a family of four, you might be a little cramped in there, but hey, you can make it work, right? I mean, anybody can make anything work. Now, these rooms only sleep up to four people. Do not try to put five people in there. Do not contact your travel agent to say, hey, can we sneak a person in? Because that travel agent should and will probably say, no, you can't do that. Four people only. The only exception is if you have a small child two years old and under. For example, if you have a family of five, you're two adults, two children, and then you have an infant as your third child, that infant can go in the room with you, but again, it's going to be a little cramped in there. So you have two queen beds. they redone everything, so you now have the queen beds, which is really nice. One of, my, one of my other complaints, too, about these rooms a long time ago was there was no USB ports and the plugs were just non-existent. Like, you had, like, two plugs or three plugs in the main area, and now you have USB everywhere. You have several plugs, which is great. Uh, they have the Murphy bed folding table, uh, which as you walk in, you'll see an actual table there with two chairs and two big handles on the wall. Move the chairs out of the way, pull the handles, and the bed comes down to make that second queen bed it's pretty comfortable i've slept in these before i have not actually stayed at music but i've been at movies i've been at all stars in recent years and all the beds are comfortable basic bathroom you're going to have your hair dryer you're going to have your basic amenities there uh your bathroom is going to have one sink not two but there's some shelf space there you're going to have your wi-fi your tv your coffee maker uh beverage chiller or beverage cooler it's not a fridge and this is the thing with disney fridges too they're not quite fridges it doesn't go below say 40 degrees or so so if you have something that's really like I got to keep this cold make other arrangements get a cooler you know put some ice in it keep icing it or whatever so there is that you have the safe the iron the ironing board a hairdryer um, you know you're gonna find plenty of drawer space which is nice and also they've they've got the beds up above the ground a little bit uh, more than usual so you can have places to put your luggage and stuff so the rooms are small But with this current design mostly it's really really well done there are connecting doors so you can book adjoining rooms if you want but disney does not guarantee that i have to tell clients this all the time if we get you two rooms we can ask for the connecting rooms or even the adjacent rooms there's no guarantee of that i like to say nine times out of ten disney will make this happen you may have to wait a little longer for your room but they're going to make it happen but there's always that tenth time that it doesn't happen there's always that tenth time that you're on one room and the other part of your family's five doors down Or the floor below you or whatever. And that's something that when you get there, you just work it out with management and say, hey, what can we do here? You guys can work that out because... We do all we can, but they cannot guarantee that. So just FYI, just so you know, they've got the elevators there, the vending machines, the ice machines, and so on and so forth. Uh, if you're handicapped, they do have handicapped-specific rooms that have more room there for you. Um, so that that's that's pretty helpful as well. Now, these rooms come in two categories at each of the All-Star resorts. Remember, at All-Stars, there's really one bus stop, one main building, uh, which has your you know, your food court, your lobby, your gift shop, Um Preferred rooms are the buildings that are close to that front building, which means the walk is not very far. The standard rooms are typically all over the rest of the resort. Preferred rooms are going to cost you a little bit more per night, but I always recommend getting a preferred room when you're at the All-Star Resorts. And here's why. Going to the bus stop in the morning, not that bad. You've got the family. You're ready to go. You're energized. You're ready to go get the bus. You know It's early in the morning. The sun is just coming up. The heat's just creeping on. You're ready to go. Let's do it. Coming back, however, different story. We came back one evening, it was probably twelve thirty, maybe one a.m. in the morning. We had been at Magic Kingdom all day. This is back when the Magic Kingdom was open until midnight, maybe after. And we were at All-Star Sports. And our room was basically in the back of the resort. And I remember walking through that resort, trying to get to the room, my feet were tired and blistered. I had all the wrong shoes. I was achy. My wife was just miserable we had to walk all the way across the resort to get to our room. I looked around at the buildings that we passed and I thought never again, we're always going preferred. Always recommend preferred rooms on that, on the All-Star Resorts. Now, one final room we could talk about is the All-Star Music family suites. These are a number of suites that are in the All-Star Music Resort one or two buildings. I don't know if there's exactly just one, but they're all together. And these are the family suites and they're one bedroom family suites. And these things are fantastic. Uh, they sleep up to six people. They have a separate bedroom with a bathroom. The bed has a queen bed in it. It's They've been refurbished just like the rest of All Star music. And so they, they've got the hard floors and of course all the amenities, all the USB ports and the bed that has the space under it. So it's it's like your typical All Star resort with all the amenities. However, it's going to have all the extra room because not only do you have the bedroom, With the bathroom, in the common area, you've also got two queen-size beds. Now, they are Murphy beds, and one comes down over the couch to a bed, and the other turns the table into a bed as well. You've also got two 55-inch flat screens, one in the common area for the two Murphy beds and the other in the bedroom itself. And in the common area, you've got a second bathroom for families with children especially. This is a big, big deal. So you've got two bathrooms in this room, in this family suite at All Star Music. You've also got a mini kitchen area. Now, this kitchen area is not going to be made for doing you know deluxe meals you're not going to be able to serve up a five course dinner off this kitchen area it's a little small stove area a microwave a little mini sink and of course a mini fridge um but there is space there there's counter space there to make you know make certain small dishes to make certain small small meals breakfast things like that especially if you're a family who has maybe dietary needs or they have to have special things they need to cook in the morning or in the evening it's perfect for that right there uh so yeah this is definitely something i recommend all-star music is going to have a lot of the same amenities in terms of the family suites as Art of Animation. Art of Animation, I think, is a better room, but Art of Animation is typically a lot higher. One of the big differences is that Art of Animation is much more themed out, whereas All-Star Music is not. Art is also on the Skyliner. All-Star Music is not. However, for six people and up to seven, if you use that two and under rule, You've got a lot of room in in, this, in these spaces. I even recommend Families of 3 and 4 consider All-Star Music Family Suites because the room is just great. As far as the theming in the rooms themselves go, it was themed better before because they had more stuff on the walls. They had more, like, the, the, the border that runs around the ceiling and everything was really, really cool. They had, like, artwork and everything based on sports, based on movies, based on music and such. They've gone to a very... I don't want to use the word drab, but it's a very basic white color palette white and brown color palette and all the all the value rooms um, when you pull the bed down you'll see a themed mural behind the bed of whatever it is going on with movies or music or sports but beyond that, it's just more of a just a, just a regular room which is kind of sad i really like the the overall theming of that so uh should you stay at the all-star resorts i would say yes if if you don't mind cramming your family and four to a smaller room if you're two adults you want to save some money. If you're two adults with small children, you want to save a little bit of money. If you're a family of five or six, or even seven with a toddler, and you need those two bathrooms, and that extra space, the family suites are definitely a great decision. I think it's great. If you're a solo traveler, I go to, I stay at the All-Stars all the time when I'm by myself. Now, I like to stay at Pop, because I like the Skyliner. So that's the main thing for me with Pop Century. I love Pop Century, but what, what sets Pop above everything else for me in terms of value resorts is the fact that there's a Skyliner there. I love that Skyliner. I love being able to hop on it. Go meet my friends in Hollywood. Go meet my friends at Epcot. Um, you know, which is fine. All-star sports, all-star movies, all-star music. They all have bus transportation to all the parks. Now, this can be tough sometimes. Because this will fill up. Uh, Those buses do get long lines in the middle of the day a lot of times they'll have one bus running to all three resorts in the evening time they might have one bus running to all three resorts now when the park closes they'll have usually one bus depot per resort so that's helpful. But if you're in the middle of the day, you want to go back to your room and stuff, and you're at whatever movies, I think that might be the last one, it'll stop with the other two before it gets to Dior. So just know those will share a bus. Um, and it is bus transportation all the way around, and the bus lineup is right there in the hot sun, right there in front of you. So there is a lot. Uh, so Disney buses, kind of, uh, they are what they are, right? Uh, same thing with Disney Springs. If you take the bus to Disney Springs, it's going to be the same thing. I would suggest if you have a car, consider driving to Hollywood to Animal Kingdom maybe even to Epcot I never recommend driving to Magic Kingdom take the bus if you can Um, if you if you want to catch an Uber do that as well the thing about the Uber with Magic Kingdom is that it drops you off at the TTC the Transportation and Ticket Center and then you have to go from there and catch the monorail or the ferry to Magic Kingdom if you drive to Magic Kingdom you then have to walk across the road from the parking lot to catch a ferry or a monorail to the magic kingdom so it's a little farther back as well uh disney springs just understand that the uber will drop you off at the very end of all of disney springs and then you gotta walk all the way around search to soleil building to get to disney springs and then you know if you're going to the christmas shop from the from being dropping dropped off at uber you got a long walk ahead of you just so you know there's get a map it's a long way to go so that's my rundown of the all-stars would i stay there absolutely i really would i would recommend it for solo travelers i would recommend it for small families as well families on a budget you can actually stay there the values have a great value when it comes to promo time when they release promotions and things like that now, again i can't guarantee promotions all the time uh if you contact myself as a travel agent or anybody else on a bonus Travel traveling concierge we will tell you the same thing we will do our best for you to get you the best price possible but we can't guarantee it. So, whatever price we give you, especially if it's a regular price, expect to pay. Just know that might be what you pay. Just know that might be what you pay, but we're going to do our best for you. Value Resorts, though, very good price. Very, very good price. Now, here's the big downside for the Value Resorts pricing is fantastic. The main downside is that when they have groups, cheerleaders, big teams, large, large, uh, uh, you know, foreign groups from other countries that come in to stay at Disney. Most of the time they're going to stay at a value resort certain times of the year. Um, I have stayed in sports amongst a Brazilian soccer players. I have stayed at movies amongst a, tr- of, you know, cheerleaders coming in for the cheerleading competitions. Um, it can get loud. It can get boisterous because that's a lot of teenagers or a lot of young people, a lot of high schoolers all at one time doing what teenagers and high schoolers, and young people do and cheers and chouts, and dancing, bah, you know, all we've, we've, we had, our, we had our baby, our newborn, I believe, in movies, one of the first times we took our son. Um, and it was hard because it was loud, really loud. So check the calendar. Find out what's going on. Find out if it's okay to go before you book. Uh, and find out if you're going to be okay. Again, if you're a single couple, uh, just a couple of people, a couple of adults or whatever, or maybe have older kids, maybe it won't bother you as much. But just know that is something to, to you may run into um, is all of those people taking up all those rooms and being loud about it because there's not there's only so much Disney can do they can control the crowds for the most part especially once it gets late but so just know that's the main drawback the price is fantastic the location is great it's a great resort it's comfortable they've refurbished all the rooms in the last couple of years so there is that so anything else I'm not thinking of make sure to uh, make sure to send me an email um the MSE podcast at gmail.com you can find me of course you can find me online at the magic on a dollar on Instagram I just crossed 900 followers I'm headed to a thousand you guys can help me get there no you can don't forget to email us like I said the MSE at gmail.com find Jen at Jen underscore Novotny on Instagram or upon a Jen on Instagram as well. Make sure you follow us in all the, all the fine places as well. Uh, follow Emily, uh, like I said before. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have enjoyed our little All-Star discussion. I'm going to suggest to Jen that she listen to this so that way she can know all about the All-Stars, right? And I'll be going back and listening to our Grand Floridian episode so I can remember what it's like to live in the lap of luxury. But until then, folks, don't forget to thank your Phoenicians. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. And may all your wishes come true. Beep, beep. (laughs) Ha 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 ha!